1: From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody! Welcome to <laughs> welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm going to leave that. I'm a little tongue twisted. It's one of those days today. Um, before we jump into the podcast today, I want to make sure I give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Doctor Dish. They what I love about them. Is not only how easy it is to set up not only how great their customer service is but what i like is how innovative they are they're always changing their machine always making it better always looking to pivot it's why they're one of our sponsors because we believe in them so much so go over and check them out mentioned uh, mentioned coach unplugged Mentioned high school hoops mentioned teachhoops.com mention coach collins mention anybody and they'll give you 400 dollars off um related to us uh that's you won't find a better discount out there and then also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better if you're looking for a coach to help you coach (laughs) if you're looking for a mentor if you're looking for my bat phone if you're looking to get help in every aspect of the game if you're looking for clinics if you're looking for videos if you're looking for motivation if you're looking for handouts looking for practice ideas Anything we have it all in there with a 14 day free trial, go over and check it out. Um, only 14 day free trial out there. It will, you will not be disappointed. Um, it, we believe in our product so much and um, I think you'll love it. So go over and check it out. It's help, what, uh, what helps us keep the lights on here and uh, everything moving forward. So have a great day and let's head off to the podcast. Today, we're going to do uh, a coaching call today, t- today um, with a, a long or uh, a teachups.com member. We're going to talk about the player development, youth development, all those kind of things. So I hope you enjoy this. Hi, hey Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? There you go. That's it. No, we got it. All right. <laughs> hey, what's going on, coach? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Getting, How getting are you right been to... keeping what's new on your end? Nothing. School starts uh, two days for us. So um, yeah,
0: my, wife, my wife goes back tomorrow, so it's um, it's all hands on deck now.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's crazy now. She,
0: she got six weeks off, so she is not happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I trust me. I am. Yes, yes. And the, and the thing is, it the thing with going the teaching is like. um it's so mentally too. It's like the first week is just like, you just got to get back to that. That's why teachers need breaks because it's so mentally draining. You know. The, yeah.
0: I'm, I'll be honest. I uh, For a very long time, I've wanted to go back and do my PGC and kind of get into teaching, like looking at my wife, but I wanted to do high school where yeah. it's one specific subject and I wanted to do math. Right. Um, it's a good math gig. And stat, math, and, math and stats, right? Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. I still want to do it. It's just with me being a full-time coach, there's really... I mean, for the for the extra money, and I'm thinking for the stress and how much I love my current job. I'm like, nah,
1: nah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, if it ain't
0: broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right.
1: Don't yeah, break. and it, the it's, thing about teaching is you're always on. Like, as soon, even when I walk, like I, my son and I just got back. It's Sunday, so we just got back, and he was shooting and stuff. And um, but it was just him and me in the entire building. So very rarely are you not like someone's asking you to do something. Or yeah,
0: like I spend. <laughs> i spent a day at my wife's school. She just can't walk out, walk out the walk. She can't walk from the classroom to the bathroom without somebody saying something to her. It's not always, Oh, can you do this? But it don't forget about this. Uh, Let's 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 talk about this later. Um, I have an issue. Uh, Can you come and see me later about it? Right. Um, What
1: grade does she teach?
0: She teaches year five.
1: You're so, fine. Uh, okay. yeah so, so you're, at that age you can't like i can leave my classes and go to the bathroom they can't even get bathroom breaks no at that
0: age. no, no <laughs> a, and it's literally it's one of those things now she's got her own they call it the eco room it's, it's right. pretty cool i mean yeah. i don't want to get into that too much but like she just has a room that's outside the school building that's in um is it's in a very green area okay it's like classes forest schools up so schools in england have something called forest school where okay. they teach the kids how to like live um not live how to like function in a forest environment Oh, cool! Uh, rather than everyone being stuck in indoors and on playstations i kind of teach them how to go out there and like literally her room yesterday i helped her like set up and stuff like that and there's like two foxes just chilling out oh, on, right. on her on her like patio and i'm like oh yeah that's a cool room that's and she done, cool. she's like the only bad thing about this is that I am secluded from the rest of the school, so if I need something, right, it, and there's no intercom, so I can't just—I have to call the main switchboard off my cell phone.
1: Oh wow! I get to a teacher. I
0: was like, wow. I'm like okay, fair enough.
1: <laughs> So when the apocalypse happens, those kids will be ready. Then, when the Walking Dead <laughs> happens, they'll be.
0: Yeah, I said they, they just walk straight into the forest, go like, "Yep, I'm out. I'm, I'm out." <laughs> <where> <laughs> Now I wanted to kind of pick your brains. We pick okay. up where we left off. I, just, I haven't got a chance to talk to you. And okay. With season starting, I've got I got a new bunch of kids come through. We did trials. We did something. We did some of the stuff that we kind of touched upon the last. Okay. Time. Um, I kind of work my way backwards. Yep. Uh, I'm doing. I think I'm. I think I'm on a on a coaching standard. I think I'm. I'm doing a few things this year that's a bit different. Um I went away this year to Manchester to kind of do my level three. Okay. Um So the highest, that's the highest you can be in terms of coaching. Okay. Next, the next level is, um, is a EuroLeague award or it's like a coaching. It's called FECC, yeah. which is a, it's a Europe um, certified badge and okay. that enables me to be a EuroLeague coach, uh, which I have absolutely no interest in being.
1: Right. Right. So, <laughs>
0: The last thing I want to do is coach, man, and I, I've been open with this to a lot of people. Because if I wanted to do that, I could, I could do that tomorrow. With we have a pro team, we're right,
1: right? You told me that, uh, yeah. And I and uh, you get a whole after. different set of issues if you start doing that level.
0: Yeah, and this is this is what I went back to that that they have a head coach and they're like, you know, this, you know, what, what, is that an aspiration? And I looked at and I was like, that is definitely not an aspiration. I do not want to do that. Right. Uh, I said, I want to, I want to be the guy who is known for. Uh, youth, so if you have a kid that you think has talent right and is, and wants to get per, wants to be progressed and pushed that's i, I would like to, i would like to be known as that guy like he, your your kid must be seen by calvin right if, if 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 you think he is all that he is or she is all that she is
1: right um,
0: that 's who I want to be but that, that's a that 's a different conversation um yeah because I, I I genuinely think with the men it's it 's not coaching it's it 's man management.
1: Oh, it's yeah. It,
0: it's man management. So, I mean, it's, I'll, ego, if I, it's
1: ego. It's ego juggling. I, yeah. If
0: I if I wanted to deal with man management, I would have stayed being a stockbroker. That's what right. what I used to be doing. So I would have just stayed and done that. I had twenty two guys under me. Right. There was just no need for me to be uh, doing right. What I'm currently doing. Um. Yeah. But going back to it, we've kind of, well, I've done all the things that we kind of talked about during trials, and I think I've taken I've taken a leap forward. And I'm doing some stuff that's quite different. Okay. Um this year I I took 20 kids. I didn't make I didn't make a huge cut on day one. I had a total of forty two kids show up to trials. Okay. Uh for um I got I got assigned the youngest age group, which is the under fourteens this year. So excuse me. I have a bunch of twelve, thirteen year olds. Um which is great. Um
1: because they're sponges at that age. They are sponges. Yeah,
0: and after like talking, I, had, I had, a, we had a pretty good season last year with the under 18s. Right. Um, but I had them in September. And between September and October, we went through like a six game losing streak. And then when we came, it was we were like, we so, were basically 0 uh, right. 6 going into October. And end of October, I turned around and I was like, right. Clearly, you guys can play basketball. We'll start from because I, I had I had a fantastic bunch of athletes. I had a six seven kid that currently plays for Team GB, Tulsa. Um, you see, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you see a lot of my sharing and stuff. Right. Yep. yep. It was one of my kids from last year. I had another kid, Theo, six two, can jump out the frickin' gym. I had like something stupid, like a forty four inch vertical. <laughs> Could like put his, can put his like palm on the top of the the shooting square. It was ridiculous. Right. Right. Uh, I had a six eleven, six ten kid with a seven four wingspan uh, in the center. So I had the right personnel. I wouldn't say that, um, I had, I had like physicality problems. Right. It, we, we kind of went back to ground zero and built from there. Um, going into December, we went on a stupid run. We went like on a 13 win streak straight after that. Right. Um, just because two things happened. One group dynamics played out as such where I was forced to be, um, uh, the coach that lets them know this needs to get done right. right so if i was to class myself as on levels level one level two level three level one is where they are autonomous where they actually just act independently they yep. have a sense of responsibility what's next mentality next possession mentality um level two is where i am sort of interjecting where uh, i am kind of in between um kind of saying right you can have your Slight bit of work, but I must input into it. And level three, which is the ultimate place that I don't want to be, right? Where I am, kind of, I'm leading everything. They do something right. Yeah. And what What does coach want us to do? Right. If it is a drill, then we will try and cheat the drill.
1: So, like so, one in like point five is the perfect spot to be.
0: Yeah, that's that's where I'd like to be. Between Real- one and point five. Yeah. Exactly. Realistically, I want to try and be between one and point five. Um, so this year we kind of. I, I, that's one of my things with, with the under 14s and we'll, after talking to like we have um, a performance and mentoring officer and we have uh, senior management and all of them turn around they're like you know Calvin the fact that you did the what you did last year with the 18s and we went to playoffs we made elite 8 and stuff like that it's like and she's they were like it's almost too late with that, with that group right? Um, so why not put you at the youngest
1: age yep. group so why do you think you went through this losing streak?
0: Um, there were a couple of things. Um, there was a mix of seniors and juniors on that team. Uh, they refused to gel, together, gel with each other. By gelling with each other, I'm not talking about on the court. Um, I'm a heavy believer that teams are made off the court before they're made on the court. Yes. Athletes are made off the court um, on, without and not on the court. I have a full presentation that I give my kids. Um, and... I give them some real-life real, um, real life examples. So if you look at San Antonio Spurs, Mono Ginobili, he's, he's 39 now. He's 39. Yeah, he retired yeah. at 39. And that's unheard of in terms of basketball terms. If you were to rewind to the early 90s, um, 1995, people were retiring at 33. That's it. We're done. LeBron James played 15 seasons, and he looks as good as he is because… Right. He does the stuff that's, uh, that, is, that is required of him as an athlete off the court. So right. I do this whole presentation where I kind of go on the court, off the court kind of stuff and run them through it. And I had to start off that camp in, in October, end of October with me being at three. I had to be the asshole coach right. for a little bit just because – am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, I'm it's gonna,
1: okay. You're, 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 uh, what I refer to your bad cop – And sometimes you need, and then hopefully you've got good cop that can help pick them up. Sometimes, and I'm hoping,
0: I'm and for my 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 luck was good. Cop was one of the one of the players, so it leveled out perfect.
1: Right, right, yeah.
0: It just so happened the the one of the players that was good cop is a kid, is a kid that slipped under our radar so much and could absolutely shoot the ball. Right. Uh, By the end of the season, he went on like he had a game where he would shoot like two. Two threes and just stop shooting for there. And I would go like, you know, Dan, why have you stopped shooting? He says, Coach, because I missed. I missed two after that. I was like, you shot, you made two, you shot four. You're shooting fifty percent. You're better than any NBA player currently. (laughs) And we shoot some more, please. And like this kid went on a tear. There was a game he shot seven in a row. Right. Uh, The other team just had no answers to him. He's six five. He's a wing. I've got another this year. That kid was a return. He was a year. He was a junior last year, so he wasn't even a senior last year. So he was he's returning this year.
1: And where will a kid um, like that go then?
0: So we have that, that's we have different progressions for them. So a kid like Dan, he currently plays um, with me at the under eighteens, and then when he turns nineteen, they can he has the chance to play something called EABL, which is the Elite Academy Basketball League. Right. Um, which is the highest under nineteens age group that we have. Um, most of those kids end up coming with, over. Yeah, coming over with some D2 interest. Okay. Um, I have a couple of kids that uh, could be mid major D1. I say that very loosely because athletically they are there, but academically they are definitely there. So, like the kid that I keep sharing his stuff on, like Tosan, he's a 10 A star GCSE student, Steve. I'm like, this kid is smart. He's six foot seven. He's got a six foot 10 reach. He can clearly shoot the freaking ball. He plays for Team GB. He played uh, for GB at the under-18s, went to the Euros, Euro Championships this year.
1: So they're still um, amateurs. Yeah, they still am
0: But still, they're playing European Championships for under-18s. So this year, a kid like Tosan, um, I told him not to come back. I said, you're not, you're not playing under-18s this year, son. You need to go play D1. Uh, cause so we have a, D- a Div 1 men's team, right. which is the highest men's team before you become a pro. Pro, okay. Right. Yep. Uh, so the pro means you're a BBL player, right. which is and the British getting, basketball league. Getting, yeah. Div 1, yeah, that's, that's where you get paid to do it. Now, we have one of our kids that's, that's come out of the academy and gone into, into, and that's just happened. So this year, if you look at the Newcastle Eagles, we've got two kids in there that's come straight out of our academy. So the progression is there. We've got Eddie Matthews, which is an academy kid.
1: And do they go to school if they turn pro that young? Mm,
0: no, they just turn pro. They go, they go to school. They, they, they do go to school. Some of them do end up going and doing their MBA uh, with our associated universities and stuff like that. A lot of them just end up doing that. Okay. Uh, it depends on what the kid is looking for. So, Temba and Eddie Matthews, both of them are are still going to school. Okay. They want to get their degree and they want their pro ball to pay for their degree, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I said, I, I look at those kids and I'm like, you know, kudos to you. Everybody else, their, their next step is, oh, I'm here. I'm in the BBL. I want to try and make the jump to Europe somewhere. Right. I love listening to kids turn around and say, yeah, I want to go play in Europe. I'm like, do you know what, you know, do you know what kind of environment you're going into? If you go and play in Europe, you can play in a D2 league in Lithuania. There's nobody that gives a shit where you are.
1: Yeah, watch watch uh, watch the uh, the um, balls in the ball in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Levar
0: ball's the best. He's like he said, says like, oh, my son's playing for some team in Lithuania. If you actually dig deep, nobody gives a fuck about that squad. No, nobody right. gives a fuck about that league. Right, they don't really give a shit about it. Steve, I'm like, right. well, going well. right. So so what? Now Lamelo is gonna play in that league, and he's put fifty points up. That's great.
1: Right. There's a bunch of, no of semi-pro guys. The only they know any yeah. reason anybody knows about that league is because of them. It really that's is. It. Yeah. You
0: know, and, and that's the idea behind it. Um, but yeah, but these kids are they're doing really well. So I told like, this kid and I said, you're not coming back to play under 18s. You need to go play with uh, Div 1 men's, which is just a step under the pro league. So we have a Div 1 program around us. So we've talked to that coach. Yeah. Kind of said this, and he needs to be playing with that kind of caliber of men because instead of actually trying to accelerate his athleticism, we want to try and accelerate his mind first. Right. So he can play at a men's league pace, but can he think as quickly as a Div 1 guy?
1: right right and that's it, it, that's that's, that's huge those like those steps it's sometimes not a physical part it's a holy crud these guys are you know it's it's so, it is a speed, it is, so. It, for for and in, in, in for nine through 12 or our high school in the states it's the jump from like sophomore to junior is the big I mean the freshman jumps big yeah. because they're not yeah. used to the every day and just grinding but oh my gosh it's every level is just
0: yeah Yeah. it's 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 so with kids like him it's just about speed and pace so we play so at every age group there are different levels to play at so that's the way it's structured so if you were a team that was just starting out they wouldn't chuck you in the in the in the premier league right so the so there's a so with our age groups of the under 14s under 16s under 18s which is what we have on the youth side um, we play premier divisions in all three of those and that's because it stops teams from waxing other teams by 50, 60 points.
1: It doesn't do anybody any good. Yeah.
0: yeah. It doesn't do anybody any good. So, so I'll tell you, like, for example, we played, um, we went away for our preseason friendlies to Edinburgh and we, the, with my under 14 squad and they're not a premier team, but they're known to like, there's some good kids that have come out of that program. There's lots of BBL kids that have come out of that program, program. And the guy that runs it, Craig Nichols, is fantastic. He's, he's all about youth development. He's quite like me from that same school of thought where don't want to coach men. That's right. not where we're going. Right. I want to be the guy in Scotland. So we drove up to Scotland. I want to be the guy in Scotland to kind of be the face of youth uh, basketballs, which, which he and his club is definitely. Um, and they're not a premier side. And we ended up like, it was a close first quarter. And then this, this, the score at the end of it was like 99. 44 we have to like invoke the invoke the mercy rule and you have to make five passes and it has there has to be an off ball screen with a cutter going to the basket for you to get the ball to go and score that's our mercy rule right um, uh, and it, it's it's <laughs> it, 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 for, for kids that are 12 years old I've got a kid who's 12 made five threes that day his right. confidence has gone through the roof right you know so but he's 12 at the end of the day so it that's going to happen so it has its perks. Right. How, um, however, if that serves as a great preseason standpoint for me, because what I do is I go and I rewind back to the film and I kind of say, right, when do you guys think we won that game? And they were like, well, coach, I think we won that game in the third quarter because the score third, th- we only hit, we held them to four points in the third quarter. And um uh, we, 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 we scored like 22 points or whatever. And they were looking at the stat sheet. And I said, well, that's a great observation for a 12-year-old.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: However, I said, I think you won that, won that game in the bottom of the first.
1: Right. Or when yeah. you got off the bus kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I, I, I turned around <laughs> and said, you won that game bottom of the first when one of the players ran over to the bench and going, they're just too big. Right. And he, he <laughs> said that that loudly that we could hear it on the other side. 'Cause I've got I've got some big, big 12, 13 year olds. I've got a kid. Um, I'm kinda lucky this year. I got a kid coming out of Olympiano Milano, which is um Euroleague team. He's thirteen years old, six foot four. Uh, massive hands, hands. Massive hands. you got mittens on them. <laughs>
1: it's arms it's arm it's arm length and hand size. That's, That's it. He's That's he's, he's
0: got it's this kid. This kid's absolutely like I've got him and I've got and he is one of two in terms of his size I've got another kid another six three kid another and they're all they're all 12 and 13 you know and I mean for that for that for that size um at that age it's, it's I really want them to just have all-round development I don't okay. I, there's no literally I've gone and said one two three four five what does that mean I said it means absolutely nothing it means one you're little two you're a little bigger three you you're a little bit bigger <laughs> four. You're the second largest on the floor and five, you're the biggest. Right. And that is all that you care about. He's like, Oh, but should the one bring up the ball coach? I'm like, no, 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 Everybody brings up the ball.
1: Yeah. It's positionless basketball. So yeah. how, are you, it's a, how are you feeling moving in?
0: It's a different. So last year I had a different set of challenges, right? Um, this year it's one of those Strip it back Calvin, like, if we turn, if we're going to talk about defensive stance, you must be clear on your instructions.
1: Where well, you got you to gotta literally move their feet. Like, at 12 it, to 13, it, it's, it's like, it's a 17-year-old, you can say, hey, open up on that or push him. Yeah. this 12-year-old, you're going to have to literally physically go over there and go, nope. This. So,
0: way. so, you know. so we, were doing, we were doing transition defense. And I turned around and I said, yeah, right, we're forcing sideline baseline. Um, we're forcing sideline baseline not on the inbound. We're forcing sideline baseline on the dribble. And the whole group turned around and said, "Coach, what does that mean?"
1: Right. I mean, I like, yeah.
0: I was like, "Fantastic! At least you asked yeah. me." Yeah. We'll, we'll start from zero. Yeah. This is what transition looks like, and then we well, and this is a good thing
1: for you to start videotaping practices too. So when I've done that with the youth stuff, it's like, okay, hold on, let's look at this drill we were just doing, and you can fat. I, I can I tend to go a lot faster when I look at practice stuff with them, but it's like, whoa, look at this, you know, and say, hey, John, why weren't you pushing baseline here? Or where was yeah. my help site? Because then they can kind of get so for those visual learners. That's, I mean, everyone thinks always videotaping games. Was, yeah, there's, and a I different, mean, there's a different dynamic in a practice for the youngsters. It was like, whoa, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, this, this year, that's the, and one of the things that I've done this year, that's a bit different that I didn't do with the 18 year olds is I've created this document where I've literally put their names down and their strengths, their weaknesses, and areas to grow, right? Literally, it's just a four-column um, right. Word document where I write yeah. their name, um, and, and the idea is I would review it in December and see if I'm doing my job. It's kind of self-review it. Um, I've also taped, like, a couple of preseason practices, um, and I wanted to kind of have and look at it from an outsider's perspective. And the first thing I noticed is with them being so young, they need, um, I call it a sweaty drill to begin with. And it's one of those where they, they get off and they get into practice and they, they get out of their lull mm-hmm. of like just kind of going through the motions. And the way you do it is you you—you need a something to kind of like make get in there it yeah. it's it's one of those like non skill based out. yeah yeah non non skill based kind of drills but you want you want them so a good example would be um like your 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 Yukon drill or your um your Tennessee drill yeah. um, shooting one yeah, yeah 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 the shooting the Tennessee drill mm-hmm. if you did them three lines three guys in the middle we're going up the floor you're catching we want 100 baskets to be made that's yep. 200 to open up practice and then you I keep it many, on a
1: clock too yeah
0: you have you have 10 minutes yep. right if you do, if you do it in under if you do it in under 8 the, the, that, that's a record uh, if you do it in more than 10 every minute you will be a suicide and that's it and that and suddenly there, no one wants to run they're like yep let's let's go let we got to go and they'll get to it and if i have to stop the clock and kind of say right Let's read it back in. We don't want it to do more harm than good. Please make sure you catch the ball in a nice low position. You're holding a triple threat. You're in your shot pocket, nice and early. You are not catching the ball. Stood up, right? To sit down and then go again. You're losing a second in that shot clock is only 24 seconds. Right. If it takes a second and a half to take, let off a shot, you're not wasting your teammates' time. And then they kind of they kind of like switch on to that. Um, my my biggest thing this this year, and this is what I wanted to talk to you yeah. about, is. Um these kids have absolutely no concept of I call it the disease of the dribble. They want to dribble the freaking ball everywhere. And we've kind of I've kind of opened their eyes to like really like to something that my coach used to do with us when we used to get the disease of the dribble when we were growing up. We put them all on the baseline, turn around and say, Are you fast on the ball?
1: Right, we've um, done that too, and then you just like you can dribble it. Was, it or-
0: yeah, I was like, right, no, no, I turn. They're like, uh, yeah, of course we're fast in the ball, coach. We we can we can run. And get. I was all right. Here's a challenge. You got to try. I'm gonna roll this ball, and you're gonna try and get to that baseline before this ball. And then uh, they're like, okay, the first time they're all eyes it up, going, all right, I can. Uh, we'll do this. We'll just take off. And I was like, it's just a running race, and they're like, okay, we'll just do it. And they, I, I was like, go, and they just took off. And I rolled the ball. They couldn't beat it. I was like, right, I'll give you guys a head start. You get to the free throw line and I'll, I'll be on the baseline. And we did it again. I was like, right, we'll do it one more time. One more time. You get to the halfway line. He's like, yeah, halfway line. I'm definitely beating it. I said, then baseball pass this thing right across the court. And they're like, coach, we can't beat the ball. I I like, said, pass the ball.
1: Right. I know. And then I have them do it with a ball. I said, I'll give you $100. I pull, I'll pull out a $100 bill and I'll say, if you can beat dribbling from this than me passing. I'll give you a hundred dollars. It's like, it can't <laughs> happen. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, um, it's, so them- that's,
0: that, that's one of my issues for this year. So,
1: so how are you picking what you're doing in practice?
0: So what, I, what I'm doing is now with it being preseason, we had, I, Oops. I, 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 I uh, rightly or wrongly. I, went and we i played um a preseason friendly before we went to camp now camp is very simple we get all the age groups together and we do 30 hours of basketball through the week it's during the summer holidays so it's um six hours every day okay. um, and they're able to go every day there's a focus every day there is and we kind of build on it so we'll start with um this year because we had a lot of young age groups we have under 14s girls and under 14s boys then we had under 16s boys and under 18s boys. Now the under 18s boys, um, they they've been in our program all the way since they were kids, so they kind of know what to expect. What is a standard? Right. Um, the 14s were kind of shell shocked because we were talking about on ball defense. We we literally break it down to everything on ball. We start with one on one on on ball defense, so we build it up from there. Um, we talk about on-ball screens, off-ball screens, how to defend them, what you must say, where can you, where do you need to be within the defense. So what we wanted to do, what I wanted to do as well this year is because my personnel are, not, are very young and not quick to react, I've taught them how to load to the ball. Right. So okay. yep. um, literally, I literally overload to the ball because I want to try and force teams to skip past it. From corner to corner or right. wing to corner, yep. Um, and that's something that they're taking their time to grasp.
1: And are you um, is, are all your drills kind of correlating to that?
0: Yes. So okay. so okay. what we what we do is we wouldn't I would not put them in a five on five in the half court and just try and tell them right you're one pass away you're going to deny if you're more than one pass away you're going to straddle the lane right uh, if you're more than two passes away you got to be home and under the basket I'm not going to do that okay um, because that's too much for a twelve and thirteen year old. So yep. what I'll do, I'll turn around and say, right, we're going to break this down. We're going to go um, very, very simple. Two on two. We're going to go um, go touch the halfway touch the, the, the halfway line um, and turn around and go to the basket. Someone's going to get the ball. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as you get the ball, you've got to dribble. Take three, retreat dribbles outside the three-point line. And now we're playing two on two. And then we kind of teach them on ball defense. You need to stay within the gap. Uh, you need to go chest the ball you're not going nose to chest because if the, and if you were teaching them how to close out and then we kind of build it from there. And the second guy needs to basically keep, stay within, um, uh, within jumping distance of the ball. Right. we want to try and make that you do not ever jump above your man, so a foot above the three point line. That's a backdoor. We, so we, we kind of break, I break it down on a two okay. on two so that they can okay. see it. And then I was like, right, so what do we do now? And I kind of, I kind of turn it on them because, I have tried, I'm trying this year to try and minimize the amount of talking I do within a practice. It's more problem solving from their part.
1: Yep. I think problem solving, I think, especially at that age, you literally have to keep it moving too. Like with a 17, 18 year old, if I don't, I can beat it till they kind of get it. At that age, their brains can't handle it. Like we've. You literally got to really gotta tank it and say we'll come back to it tomorrow because it I, won't
0: it's, work. It's it's one of those things, Steve. I've I've actually gone ahead and said um, that we we at practice we have the rule of three, right? The rule of three is basically my one two three levels that I talk about. Yep. So the rule of three, just simplified for the kids, I turned around and I said, "Rule of three is very simple. You have a problem, don't come to me with it. Try and solve it yourself."
1: Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to support us, go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. Also, subscribe and like. We do appreciate those. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.